Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. things I've ever heard Vince Scully say is, I knew when not to talk. That's what made me good. Wow. It's brilliant. And, and the last of the legends is gone, everybody. Good morning. Uh, it's 545. Now it's 546. My name's John. There's Brady, Brett, and Big Dick Toledo. And for a person who loves uh, the idea of uh, telling a story without a picture, there was no one better than Vince Scully who passed away last night uh, at 94. And we've been waiting for that one. Last of the legends. There's, I mean, listen to this call. Play. He's amazing. The bad left hamstring and the swollen right knee. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. If he hits the ball on the ground, I would imagine he would be running 50% to first base. So the Dodgers trying to catch lightning right now. Everything he said sounded like it was written by somebody else. I mean, who, uh, nobody, does he know something yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. It's like, and then, you know. Bowed away. Oh, this, this is one of the greatest calls he in was, baseball history. Know, one of the greatest moments in baseball history. about the fact history. that with the left knee bothering him, he can't push off. Well, now he can't push off and he can't land. He's going to use all arms. Look at his crowd on its feet. That's crazy because you watch that. And then he hits the home run and, it, and it's just quiet. And then Gibson's pumping his arm and everything else. And Vince just like. Let it happen. And uh, evidently in that moment, when Kurt Gibson hit that home run off Dennis Eckersley for a walk-off home run in the World Series against a team the Dodgers should have never even come close to beating, and they did, uh, Joe Garagiola was going to say something, and Vin reached over and touched him. Like, don't. Shh. Yeah. Shh. 
let this go. Vince Scully was unreal. And I started thinking last night, uh, he's not even of my generation. Our generation uh, has no legends. None. There aren't any. Nothing like that. Nothing like Harry Carey. Nothing like like Vince Scully. Nothing. Joe Buck would be. Nope. Not even close. Not legendary. He's a broadcaster. He is not this. He is not. I think this is the pitch. Oh, and two to Gibson. The infield is back with two out and Davis at first. It's a nine-minute call, too. I just, I, I, I don't uh, get on my knees and bow down to a ton of people. Vince Scully made terrible baseball great, made terrible football great. Forget he called the uh, the catch of the Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers. That was his last football game he ever called was Dwight Clark's catch in the end zone in uh, 81 or 80, whenever that was. But, yeah, so he uh, – we don't have a legend anymore. John Madden was probably the closest thing my generation had to having that guy build up. But we don't have it. And you know why, boys? Radio. The great ones learned to call a baseball game on the radio. And they had to learn, paint a picture. learn how to paint that picture without TV. That's why Jack Buck – Joe Jack Buck, but Joe Buck – uh, you know, all the guys today, even Tom Brenneman, who I loved, I thought he was great because he had that throwback old stuff thing. Always let the TV tell you what was happening. But he, he came he, initially he, came from radio. Yeah, but he had a little true. spice. But when you're calling a baseball game, he was reliant on the screen. He never knew what it was like not to be. Uh, these guys didn't have TV screens when they were calling the game when, when uh, Vin first started. When Vin was up in that booth, he's watching it like you and me. But he's telling the story like the most interesting person that's ever watched a baseball game. And he did it every day for 67 years. I want to I hear the home run. God, it's long at bat. I don't remember it being this long. <laughs> and it was great in radio when it first started off when, you, when no one had the screen. Paint that picture. Well, that's what I just you said, that Brady. Sentence. That's what I just said. Nobody no, no, had no. That. But I'm saying what they paint the picture that might not always be the. Oh. It's all on them. Sure. Well, that's what it was. It was the most amazing. Because uh, imagine to calling balls at the. Uh, you know, you might disagree with the umpire, but only he can see it. Or nobody knew what the players looked like. Yep. Nobody knew anything. I mean, this dude was just. It's, it's legendary stuff. And I've, I've yeah, I've always kind of marveled at. There it is. There's the pitch. Marveled at somebody that can do this as well as Vince Scully did up until he was about 86. And then he just, he's like, nah. Zach's waiting on deck. But Here's the, game the pitch. Right this is the best, is best moment of my life as a baseball fan. Even better than the Cubs. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. And that's about when Garagiola starts talking. He just shuts him off. Stop. Pumps his fist around second base. Every broadcaster today would be trying to bark over this moment, yeah. like I am right now. Kurt's rounding third. All the way home, not a word. And it's like for Brady and I, you're looking at a screen. We're yeah. not looking at yeah. it. And it's yeah. like, well, this you, is you a know TV exactly call what's too. going on. Right, you yeah. know, yeah. And that's when he said the glory of television broadcasting had kicked into his mind. He knew he used to call, he liked calling Radio World Series games. So he would go back and do the radio broadcast of the World Series after he wasn't doing the TV anymore. But that he said that he said the TV's telling the story. He goes, "You don't need me droning over it. That's the moment." He goes, "The pump of his fist, Kirk Gibson's fist, was the moment, not me." And he goes, "On the radio, I'd have had to explain every second." Ah, oh, he's just well. Euchre's a radio guy too, right? And Euchre was another one. He's, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, Euchre and Harry Carey and uh, Vince Gully, and there aren't any now, and a none. 
they're, they've been neutered, first of all, by, I don't know if you want to call it cancel culture or whatever, but they've all been kind of just castrated by the idea that, oh, don't be, don't be on your own. It's, it's what happened to radio, too. I think everybody in this business would recognize that they've, for the most part, we're kind of a, an exception to the rule. They have neutered anybody that wants to try. Keith Jackson. Because they're afraid. Keith That's Jackson, right, good buddy. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, happened to radio. I'll tell you what, radio died, buddy. We're allowed to say things like freeway mooner. No, that's not it. <laughs> and just generally, they just made it so. Yeah, they were afraid that somebody would say something someone didn't like, so don't say anything at all. That's brilliant. But Vince Scully going away is that was a rough one for whatever reason last night. That was the reality of it. I used to wake up early on Saturdays to watch baseball games on NBC with him and. Joe Caragiola, and then the other team was Tony Kubek and Bob Costas, and I was always upset. And Bob Costas is pretty great. Uh, uh, he's nowhere near legendary broadcast status. Bob Costas is an icon, but he's not one of those guys who'd be like, oh, I have to watch a game Bob Costas calls. We just don't have any anymore. It's brutal. So Vin's gone, and that's it. Because I was thinking about it as it was going. I'm like, name from our generation, because Vin's not ours. From our generation, name a legend. Mm-hmm. There aren't any, and this next generation's got even less chances because oh, it's it's, it's, it's bad now. broken down yeah. to a point of like you know it it truly is that thing where people say where's the Led Zeppelin of today? Who in twenty years are you going to still be listening to? It always sorts of sorts itself out a little bit with music that there's always something that pops up and it's a little bit you know I don't think rock music's got anybody in twenty years you're going to be throwing back to, but probably I mean, you know maybe in the not necessarily on the radio side of it, but. Again, I go back to Aikman and Buck. Not legendary. Just good, well, I mean, good at their job. They're too young to be but, but legendary. They're not, they're, but, they're not, but Brady, they're not telling the stories. They're not the personality of the game. If they're not calling the game, you don't care. If Vin Scully didn't call a Dodger game, people were making phone calls. Where is he? What happened? Is everything okay? Like, he was part of the game. Yeah, I understand. Vin and I mean, Troy, or, uh, Troy and Buck are just... Current kind of Al Michaels and they're maybe. split. Al Michaels there. Al Michaels is, but again, he's not. He's eighty years old. This guy's he's not part of that generation. It's a different. It's yeah. a different breed of broadcaster. Joe and Troy are just the current A team, right? You know, Tony Romo's got a shot at being something like special years going down the road. But that's what uh, I'm saying. He'll, he'll I mean, it's neutered. too early for. But tell me, what, okay, then tell me one in between uh, 1975 and today, because that's a generation. Uh, the, there aren't any. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find more coming up now. And that's all there are is people broadcasting stuff. The whole internet is just broadcasting. There aren't any classics, not not people that changed the game from the booth. It's well, a, especially play-by-play guys. It doesn't happen. You know, They're I mean, dead. I, I love Steve Stone even when he was with the Cubs. I mean, yeah. he's a great color guy, but yeah. he's not he's, he's not, not a the legend. color guy. Yeah. No, he's a play-by-play guy, yeah. and he's the last of them. But he's, he's legendary in his own little yep. circles, but he's not the guy that ever went. Holy cow, this no. is the best. Yeah, we don't have them. They're gone because it has the corporate kind of mentality of broadcasting has devastated the idea of a one-man booth. You imagine them trying that today and letting any man sit in there by himself and say, paint the picture, do the game. They'd be scared to death. Nobody can do it. So is it only the World Series that he would have somebody else in yeah. with him? I mean, I know he didn't for Dodgers games, but. he, uh, Yeah, he had World Series stuff was his was the national broadcast or the or the. Uh, you know, the networks. So then he would have to have a Dodger games all by himself. Right. Up until the end. And they try to stick people in there every once in a while. He worked with them just fine, but it never was right. 
and it's uh, it's never going to be like that again, which does suck. It's those, it's the death of the classic, you know, Clark Gable type thing. It's like wow, the real movie stars. The, it's the NBA, but it was kind of funny in that series, the Lakers. What the? She's popped I in. Oh, she here already? Holy Six minutes. Oh my god! Three days in a row. A little later than yesterday, but still. Props to her. In the same business as Vince Scully. No, he's going to be here at 7 o'clock tomorrow. (laughs) All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. All right, Ski Mask, early every day so far this week, really yeah. crushing it. But the the uh, Lakers series on HBO. Yeah. Was it Chick Hearn? Chick or, Hearn. Yeah. He, uh, they put uh, Riley in there, and that was kind of funny, whether yeah. or not it was, but he was kind of solo, and when yeah. Riley would want to talk, he'd yeah. put the finger Quiet up. down. But it was Chick Hearn, just, he was just the Lakers legend. Yeah. It's uh, Al McCoy. But I was locally. thinking about the it's dynamics the that some of those guys would say, we're going to put this guy up here in the booth with you. The oh, yeah. Owners, and pair it up, and it's tough. It's just, well, would, yeah. would, you put, would you put McCoy in legendary yeah, status? Yeah, I think locally, yeah. For sure. He's, he's, he's local. And, and that was when I, last summer, I think, when we had that big party at that bowling alley or whatever we were doing as a station, and the Suns and Bucks game was on. And I got in my car and I drove home and I caught the first five or ten minutes on radio and Al McCoy was calling the game. I was emotional because I'm like, it remi- I told you guys this. I said it on the air. It reminds me of, of how powerful what we have here it can be. Like the dude was incredible. I just And Tim Kempton, who's just some dope sitting with him and he does a nice job. Just but go, I mean, gets irate and Al, Al keeps it steady. Al is just perfect. And I got everything I needed from that. And then I sat down and watched the thing on TV and I'm like, it's better on radio. Like, when somebody's really good at it, it's better on radio. So, the ultimate tribute to the ultimate broadcaster. I don't think there's ever. I, I think you, you can't go. No one will ever be the next one. I mean, you truly talk about the greatest of all time, you know, Tom Brady's and Gretzky and Jordan and all that stuff. There's a chance, and there's even an argument already, that LeBron's better than Jordan, and you'll get into a debate about it. There's nothing when it comes to Vin Scully, that anybody would ever argue, say he's the best of all time, the best that ever was, best ever will be. There's nobody coming through the ranks that's going to get him, nobody that ever was better than him before. There's people you might have liked more, but nobody was better at that than Vin Scully. I don't think it's possible. Impossible. Not in this, not well, in this day it's, yeah. Impossible. Yeah, it's, changed. It's, it's, it's changed to the point where you've actually beaten down the chance of anybody trying to be Vin Scully. You know, to, No broadcaster can even have the opportunity to do that. It's amazing. So... Uh, that that is truly the end of an era, and you and it's proof. Like baseball, Dodger ratings aren't as good as they were. Vin was part of the game. You watch a bad baseball game that Vin would tell a story. The you know the big laugh about Vin was that during between pitches he would tell you a story about a player you'd never heard of, and he had his family lineage, a history, what his parents did for a living. You know, his mother worked for a drugstore for about eleven years. That ball's down in the dirt. At one point, she had a customer named Martha, and Martha. And I'm like, how does he know about this rookie's mother's customers? Martha came in and said, "Your son looks a little lopsided." That one's down in the dirt too, two and zero. Oh. 
They found out that the kid had one foot bigger than the other, and his shoes were making him limp. Who is this guy? Well, good thing for that, his father, as that one's up and in. Two and one. His father was a haberdasher. Was that a real one you're listening to this morning about the baby Jack <laughs> Yeah, rabbit? the baby Jack He told a story about uh, my friend Chris Harris, who was a broadcaster. Fouled it off. Yeah, yeah he's calling uh, Madison Bumgarner's on the mound for the Giants. Madison Bumgarner and his wife were out, and they, uh, they wrestle doggies. They do some of that stuff because that's just what they do. That one's down and into Turner. Anyway, they were startled by a snake, and Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, and he hopped off his horse and tried to protect his wife and chopped up the snake with an axe. That one's down and in. <laughs> and he goes on to tell the story that inside the rattlesnake were two baby bunnies. How do you know this And stuff? got this him is, out in time and rescued this him. Is the one oppos- of this is the opposing team's pitcher. <laughs> he knows this about him. Anyway, Madison Bumgarner noticed one of the little rabbits was still moving. So they took him home to their apartment, down and away, two and one. Nursed it back to health and set it free. And I guess the moral of the story is, you always have to keep fighting. I'm like, holy Christ, this guy's 86 years old. He took the time to learn the Madison Bumgarner chopping up a snake story. I'll throw that in the middle of the game. Could you imagine like any like anybody thinking, there's a story I can, I can work that in. He chopped up, and he didn't do it right away. Like most, most people would make the mistake to come in the room and go, I got a great story, a story about Mad Bum. A great one. He waited till like the third or fourth inning. Let me meander through the game a little bit, and then I'll get to the greatness that is Mad Bum's chopping up a snake story. And the worst thing about it was, and I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, you'd think that he was, uh, I don't know, that uh, natural causes and stuff. Turns out he was killed by that uh, R9 Hellfire missile, the Ginsu Blades. Wow. They just shot him right on his patio. <laughs> Sliced up Vin like nobody's business. Just like that snake Madison Bumgarner chopped up. Yeah, that's it. So uh, farewell to Vin Scully. I know it's uh, waxing poetic and being, you know, way too, but that dude is, if you want to talk about idols or anything at all, where I just, uh, I was in awe of Vin Scully. I saw him in person one time. And I got weak in the knees like I saw Angelina Jolie naked. I was, there's Vin effing Scully. That was the man. As a kid growing up, watching baseball every single day. We, for a little while in Arizona, had... Met him one time. Yeah, Channel 15 had uh, Dodger games for no reason at all. You remember that? That's because we had nothing else going on here. We had nothing here. here. For a little while, they'd show Dodger games, and I just fell in love with Vin Scully. You know why I say that's why we had the Dodger (laughs) games? Well, maybe if we wandered over into (laughs) Lil Mexico, known as Phoenix, we could get ratings there. And they would show Dodger games. KTLA would just be on Channel 15. And you get Dodger games every night. It was the best. You got people throwing in other suggestions. What about Marv Albert? Marv's in there. Marv's pretty darn good. Uh, Lampley and Merchant. Larry yeah. Merchant is uh, probably one of the most hated inboxing guys. I know, but right. it, uh, Lampley's pretty diverse. I mean, Lampley's Lampley's good, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think not you'd, legendary. He'd be hard pressed to say to anybody, "Hey, Jim Lampley is the greatest broadcaster." And you'd be like, "Yeah, right." Dickenberg. And this guy's like, "How about the San Francisco Giants announcer?" I'm like, "Who the hell is if that?" If you don't John know his Miller. name, like, John, yeah. no, John Miller's I, great. But I just didn't know it offhand. Yeah. It's not like Vin Scully, you know, right. Bob Euchre. You can just re- Harry Carey. Yeah. People can who don't him. know, right? No, Vin Scully. People who don't know are familiar. You can do an impression of Vin Scully, and people go, "Oh, that guy." Yeah. 
that's when you get to legendary status. Yeah. When I'm my dumb ass can sit and go, it's time for Dodger baseball. Everybody's like, oh, that's Vince Scully, right? Like it, they know it. And Mar- Marv Albert, you can do one of him. Yeah, too. Marv. Marv's yeah. Marv's in that category, yeah. and he's again ninety. So you start getting into the where's the where's that second generation of the and it's because the radio guys didn't get a chance to to back be in anymore. the uh, day the Diamondbacks when I was up there and it was the press cafeteria yeah and uh, I was with Brenneman and that was the first time I met Vince Scully had uh, you know sat there and had uh, dinner with him briefly That's like awesome. fifteen minutes and it's like the guy uh, he's mic'd up that's just All the his time. personality it's who he is Tommy sit down yeah. This your friend. Good to meet you. You know, whatever. And he's just talking. It's like the broadcast is going. Yeah. Doesn't miss a beat. No, he's amazing. Yeah, it was the best. So uh, haven't he, was, he hadn't been around for five years, but uh, it still stinks when the when the legends go because it gets you thinking. Like, who's going to care? Has he been sick? I didn't really read up on I, it. I, uh, last night, uh, Verducci was on the sick of MLB. life. <laughs> Verducci basically said he talked to him at the All Star game. Said he sounded great, but he had had some physical issues. Uh, and he said he didn't know it was there. He said he hadn't been feeling great. But he told him a story on the phone. <laughs> you know, I was watching the game the other night, Verducci. And he starts telling him a story about blah, blah, blah. And I don't know why he's watching baseball. He just can't not do it. But a uh, pretty amazing, pretty amazing career. And one of those American icons of, I mean, baseball is Americana. Now you're talking about people waving flags and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Vince Gully dying is like part of baseball's. One of its internal organs it's just failed. I mean, that yep. is that is he is for sixty seven years he was the voice of the Dodgers back in Brooklyn all the way through. Saw every game at Dodger Stadium from whenever they got there fifty seven on to two thousand sixteen. It's a, it's amazing. So uh, those kind of moments where you really have somebody who means something goes. Like Clint Eastwood's going to die soon. De Niro's going to die soon. Oh. We've got a bunch of them going, and I don't know who really is taking their place. Uh, we got a few, and Tom Hanks is on that list, and we get a few, but not many where you're starting to look and go, wow, this guy is just crushing it. And is that, that because celebrities dead, thanks to the internet. There is no more, oh my God, there they are. You can talk to these people now on Twitter and Facebook and everything else, so that, that whole lure of them being mysterious is gone. And we know all their political beliefs, and we know all their thoughts, and every waking moment they have something to say. We see it, TMZ follows them. We don't have that uh, magic that used to be just, I only get this person, A, at the movies, B, at a baseball game, you know, whenever. I don't, you see him all the time now. So legend and celebrity are dead by comparison, and it's different. So I don't know what replaces that, but it's, Vince Gully is top of the mountain. Mount Rushmore is one face, but it's that guy. Every, and that's the crazy thing about Scully. Every great broadcaster would tell you, even the legends, he's the best. Harry Carey and, and the Buck and anybody else, his dad, Jack Buck, would say, oh, no, there's nobody better than Vince Scully, period. It, it's, it popped me last night, and I don't know why. A 94-year-old man dying shouldn't be surprising to me. And it was like, oh. You got a close one there, Hawk Harrelson. Yeah. But that's just for Sox fans. It's regional. Yeah. It's regional. But yeah. he, he's, you know, in there in that in yeah. that part of the country, he's, he's legendary. The well, because he's old in school the like south that too. Part of Chicago, even the north side knows who he is. I mean, come on, he is legendary. But yeah. it's like uh, the ultimate homer. Oh, yeah, it's great. Anyway. That's what I love when I watch. But that's what I want from my announcers. Yeah. That's just me. I I do too. Yeah. I want my home announcer yeah. to love the team that Absolutely. I'm watching. It. Get involved with me. Yeah, that's why Al's great. You can hear it in his voice, McCoy. When the yeah. Suns aren't doing well, he's he keeps it cool, but he's obviously not happy about it. That's why. That's why, like uh, Len Casper can't. Oh. Ugh. 
I talk. I mean, I'm, yeah, you grew up with uh, you know me, it was Marty Brenneman and right. Joe Nuxall. and everybody's got their local yeah. guys. Yeah. They're like these guys are great. They represent our team, but they're not. They're not Vin. No. And Kevin Ray and I talked about it a long time ago. He's like, oh, Scully, forget it. I mean, th- those guys revere him like there's no like. How do you even how do you even get close to that? You know, it's incredible. So, adios, Vin Scully, and step it up, Steve Perfume. <laughs> That's the bar. We're not even close to it. Well, Harry guess, just had legendary stories. Harry was an alcoholic yeah. who they let loose. <laughs> yeah. But Harry could call a baseball game. Sure. The crazy part about Harry Carey, everybody makes fun of him as far as just his wild antics and his drunken behavior. He'd get bored with you. The Cubs were bad for a while, and he didn't like being there either. But he loved the game, and he would joke around and still call the game. And prior to that stroke and becoming a caricature, that dude could call a baseball game, like, really well. You go back and watch the 84 Cub. He's, he is calling baseball games the legendary way. He's just an alcoholic. Most fun you'd ever have at the ballpark guy. But managed to do his job beautifully while being plastered. Which is insane. Him and Jack Brickhouse, too. Same oh, thing, just Pat another Summerall. alcoholic. Brickhouse. Yeah, Brickhouse. And They'd have to Summerall. turn the mic off on him because right. he'd be out there cursing. Well, the guys for, uh, you know, you had, uh, was it um, Harry and uh, Jimmy Pearsall would get drunk for White Sox games. And I mean blasted drunk to where one of them couldn't finish the game. And they'd make a point to say so. <laughs> I mean, they were just bombed. But that was the fun of broadcasting, too. Yeah. That was it. like, hey, we're getting drunk at the ball game. You want to come? Like, yeah. Heck yeah, now it's analytics. Harry's and, pitch count is high. Got to go in. I might as well have math teachers doing the Pull games now. Yeah. Oh, Harry. I don't think Harry ever drank himself out. No. But Pearsall was gone a few times. Pearsall could do it too. Yeah, you just missed that. That's why I think we need to reintroduce massive amounts of alcohol to every uh, – like Bob Brenly would be unbelievable if you let him booze up in that booth. Not every night, but when he wants to. And, I mean, watching this – crap show of a baseball team for the last couple of years let Brenly booze out and tell you what he's really thinking because I get texts from Studley when I'm watching games and I'll fire over to him I'm like what in the hell is going on at that point and he goes why do you watch this like the guys in the booth are like why are you watching this? yeah I want to hear that from the booth but too many sponsors be like we can't have the guys telling people to turn it off I'm sorry folks at home yeah, this is not baseball should be played. This is not a representation of what we should. And there's a couple exciting moments, but all you got to do is say what you're actually seeing. And Finn did it sober. Nowadays, the most exciting part is stuff like the dinger thing, or <laughs> yeah, you know, just stupid stuff. Yeah, or they got the mic too close to some guy that's screaming at the pitch. You yeah. son of a, you know, I mean, yeah. And we have a rather rambunctious fan screaming right. the N word yeah. at the Rockies <laughs> mascot. I remember when the N-word was invented. You know, like Finn would have a story about that. Jackie Robinson dealt with that quite a bit. Yeah, he, he called Jackie Robinson games. I mean, come on. This is amazing. So, Vin Scully is gone. Broadcasting takes a massive dinger, as it were. But, yeah, I, you know, those are those moments where you're just like, ah, that's part of, part of my history in a weird way. I felt close to Vin. I liked him way too much, maybe, a little bit. But uh, yeah, so and I'm I, I struggled last night as I sat and like I don't know that my generation has a legend. No one in thirty years that will die. That because Vin was a legend by the time I started to watch him, and that was in the eighties. He was already like this is the best broadcaster that's ever lived. I'm like, and he was amazing. But we don't have anybody. Chris Berman, 
Everybody got so sick of him. <laughs> they wanted yeah. to kick him off his own network. He can't get a job. That would have never happened to Harry or Vince Gully or anybody else. You fire Harry Carey, he got a job the next day. Then we're like, oh, oh, yeah. we're getting this dude. He's great for everything. He's better than the team. And, and for love, many years he was. Oh, he was. On he both was sides. Best, yeah, he was yeah. the best part of watching the game. What kept you in it? Oh, pff, you didn't care about the game half the time. It was like Harry talking about uh, Hector Villanueva and just sitting there thinking that that word shouldn't even be – those letters shouldn't be together. That's not a word. Winnemucca and oh, all that kind of stuff. Winnemucca <laughs> and how do you lose the ball in the sun. And Oh, it's just brilliant. Some of the stuff. Families getting shout-outs. The notes <laughs> yeah, hit the uh, – Yeah, just uh, – well, they were playing games with the drunk guy. Well, the great thing about Harry was it was like you said it. It, it was almost like watching a game with your buddies. Like you yeah. want to be there. Like this guy's having beers yep. and kicking back, and, and he's I'm telling in. you about him. Yeah, time to crack open another ice cold Budweiser. Part of the sponsorship was him busting into it. <laughs> what do we have down here? Hey, this evening's brought to you by half a bag of eating M and M's. I'm gonna crush these too. Boy, is this game bad. I used to love that. The Cubs were getting beat by the Mets by like 14 runs. Oh, Tony, three more innings. <laughs> they don't have it in them today, Harry. Boy, they haven't had it in them for years. It's hilarious. Spring training. Got to sit up there a couple of times. And um, when Brennan was calling the game and Harry, and it's like, uh, same thing. We're just sitting around calling mm-hmm. the gang. But at yeah. that time, when he's done, he is done. Like, he's... He, going he's got to leave uh, lunches at eleven fifteen, no in between, and he's he's got a handler with him, an old buddy, sure that's that pulls him out of there. He'll sign a handful of autographs. And I'm I'm done. Yeah, he couldn't. <laughs> you know why? Because Harry used to have a problem leaving. Yeah, he had to hire people to go. You've got to go home. Yep. Because he'd stay at the bar until he was pass out drunk, and they couldn't get to him. That happened several times at the Cubby Bear, and Harry carries right outside the ballpark when he first got to Chicago. They had to drag him out like we need a handler, and Harry needed. He a learned regiment. it well he because he was, he was. This was post the, uh, the Budweiser in the last couple of years. Probably not post really stroke. drinking. Yeah, yeah. The stroke and, changed uh, him. If kids were upset at Rosita. Oh, Harry man. would have lawsuits. I mean, but yeah, people were like, that's Harry. Harry hey, you got your uh, autograph in? I'm done. Harry would have never made it through a, a ball game without getting canceled today. Yeah, legends. There aren't many. you got to kind of tip your cap when you see one go, and that one's riding off into the sunset. And Brady, if there is a, a heaven that you believe in and they got baseball there, they just got the best gift in the world. They got to move over whoever was calling the games in heaven. You just lost your job. Now up to the plate, and I've wanted to say this my entire life. Number three, Babe Ruth steps up. My God, what a hulking mass of a ghost he is. Oh, he didn't show up. Hell of a ball game up in uh, up in <laughs> heaven now. He's Worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> Missy scratches from the lineup. Mickey yeah. Mantle, yeah. Babe Ruth. They're all drunk in heaven. That would be great. There you go. A little tribute to Vin because that's, uh, that's a big one. Uh, 585-9800. That is the phone number this morning. You want to call up, give us a wake-up song. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! <laughs> You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.